Hello everyone and welcome to Hash Talk. I'm your host Sankalp Shangari and friends call me Sunny. At Hash Talk, we bring you the latest news, narratives and interviews with recognized change makers in the field of blockchain and related technologies. These creative personalities share how they are bringing about a change, what prompted them to do so, what are their future plans, their life experiences and tips for all of us to become better at work as well as in this fast-paced life. So let's dive right in. So today we have Alex Cash, CEO of Onchain Custodian, a digital asset custody service for qualified investors and institutions with a single goal, giving you peace of mind wherever you are. So without much ado, Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Very good. And uh, I know it's been a very busy week for for both of us mm-hmm. here in Singapore at Invest Asia mm-hmm. and uh, uh, partying all night. <laughs> uh, although although and, and and recording this very early morning, so so I would say. I would apologize to the audience beforehand if if we go just off the road for for a while, uh, but uh, let's let's dive right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where we want to start is who is Alex and and as a banker from his previous life and and as a CEO of Onchain Custodian, um, what that journey has been. Okay, so I started my career in the financial industry about twenty two years ago. First at uh, BNY, Bank of New York, before it became Bank of New York Mellon. That shows my age. <laughs> and then I transitioned after four years to uh, SWIFT, where I had different roles. The last one uh, in Asia was to be head of securities and FX for the Asia-Pacific region. Uh, in that capacity, I was in contact with custodians, uh, traditional custodians, market infrastructures like SGX, ASX, Hong Kong Exchange, but also asset managers. And part of the discussion we were having was around what blockchain would and how blockchain would impact our industry, the traditional capital market industry, and how digital assets would also be uh, handled by traditional custodians. When, when was this? That was uh, the last two years. Okay, and 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 so 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 the banks had already started thinking two years ago about digital asset custody. They are yeah. They were looking at how what role they could in that new, new world. Uh, of course, uh, looking at the price of Bitcoin going up and down, the compliance departments of those banks are a bit worried and also how it works, the fact that it's not managed by a central bank, that it's just working on its own. That was and still is, I think, a major uh, worry of banks, and that's why they're not very involved in, in, in those assets yet, uh, but, but they're definitely looking at it. For example, Standard Chartered Bank is probably one of the first that will be launching a digital asset service at one point. Uh, they, they've been hiring for recently for that. Oh, tell me more about it. Is that in Singapore or Hong Kong? I don't know where they're going to locate that, obviously, but uh, we've seen a few uh, uh, open positions being posted for a digital asset service, which we don't know exactly what it will look like, but at least shows that they are hiring for something around that in that space. Awesome. So let, let's take a step back. 22 years in banking what where are you from what did you how did it all start and and why blockchain so uh, I'm a Belgian citizen so uh, I started I'm actually a, 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 tra- a translator uh, by degree so nothing to do with the financial industry I, I just 
learn the banking uh, through uh, on-the-job training at the Bank of New York, Melanie. Yeah. Uh, with a very good university, let's say, work university for, for new uh, employees. And uh, blockchain, honestly, I fell in love with the concept of blockchain about six years ago, reading the Satoshi paper and other articles about it. Uh, I, I do believe in the future uh, digitization of value and investments uh, through blockchain. And I really wanted to be part of it. So when Dahong Fei and uh, his headhunters, the headhunters working for him, uh, contacted me to see whether I would be interested to join on Chain Custodian, first as a CEO employee and then as a co-founder later, um, I just jumped on the opportunity. Really. Awesome, awesome. And and uh, you know we we have similar stories: banker turned uh, tech entrepreneur, uh, but. What was it? Was it difficult? Do you miss that job? Was it was it easy transitioning with the family into into uh, an entrepreneurial journey? No, it was not. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the first two months, I, I woke up a few times with uh, cold sweats, wondering what the hell I was, I was doing. Yeah. Having a comfortable job with a uh, in a comfortable and, and big company like Swift and. Uh, and, and deciding to, to move to in a startup mode is not an easy step to make. But uh, now it's more, I do wake up at night again, but it's more <laughs> about ideas that I have and yeah. take them down to make sure I don't forget them. And it's more about excitement and, and, and opportunities now and positive uh, uh, thoughts, I would say. Yeah. Great, great. So tell us more about on-chain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what is the background of of uh, co-founders mm-hmm. and and how did it all start? Because I know uh, you, I, I see you in all the blockchain circles in Singapore, uh, and and uh, everybody I think wants to know uh, the background of on-chain mm-hmm. custodian and and obviously the strength and the strategy going forward. Okay, so the the company was founded by Dahong Fei, the founder of Neo, the cryptocurrency and blockchain in. in well-known blockchain in China, uh, who also believes in tokenization of economy, uh, and he uh, thought it would be a good idea to build, uh, to contribute to the building of the infrastructures required for institutional money to flow into uh, the crypto worlds. So uh, he uh, hired uh, our CSO, strategy officer, uh, Raymond Chong, an ex-KPMG partner in China, to launch the business, so find, uh, define a strategy find uh, the, the management team, uh, including myself, and he hired uh, myself and uh, El Ali, who is the COO of the company, to uh, kick off really the process uh, end of last year. So what we've been doing is uh, securing a Series A funding with Sequoia Capital and Fosun and DHVC for December. And since then, we've been building the platform, building a team, uh, and uh, starting uh, and, uh, and, and prospecting for customers. So we launched the platform in April this year. We are currently onboarding around 20 customers from different source, exchanges, uh, VC funds, qualified investors, so high net worth individuals. We also have some projects where using us as a, as a treasury tool, and, uh, as I like to say. So they're using, they have their coins in our storage and they pay their providers using our, our platform uh, instead of having to use a NanoS, for example. Yeah. So that it gives really them the, uh, the peace of mind of where my assets are and, uh, and allow them really to focus on, on, on their core business. And, and what I know earlier you, you told me that your 
um, mission is peace of mind. Yes. That's, that's peace of mind for, for your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, the focus is all B2B institutional and qualified investors. Um, what, what makes you different from, from the already existing uh, BitGo's of the world? Mm-hmm. Well, clearly BitGo and Coinbase Custody, for example, are yeah. major players in this place, but they very much focused on... Um, I would say building large volume of assets under custody with large, the largest institution as they can. So they tend to already be uh, a bit unapproachable by uh, VC funds or other types of players um, who want a service that is more private bank like, you know, like more relationship. So that's what we're trying to achieve is really focusing on Asia Pacific customers first uh, because we know them. Uh, I've been in Asia for eight years, all the team is uh, Asian-based. So we know the mentality, we know how they want to be serviced. So, And privileging the service, of course, on top of uh, providing a secure platform and insured platform as well uh, to safekeep their assets. So I think the, 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 diverse, the, the difference will be uh, the fact that we co-build our solution with our customers, that we evolve the, the solution with the customer needs. We're not like a... A very standardized solution that you take or you leave. Uh, we really try to adapt it to uh, our customer base. Great, great. And I know you've been talking to a lot of uh, exchanges, including ours. Uh, uh, that what what can we do? Because the biggest problem we're facing today is that once the money is in cold storage, is is a tedious process to take it out on a day to day basis mm-hmm. or, or or a live basis. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know you are anchoring a solution around that. Uh, would you would you like to tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. So we, we our version one that we launched in April is cold storage, multi-sig. And as you rightly uh, mentioned, it's not the most agile methods of uh, holding assets, but it's still very it's very secure, and it's the only thing that we can really get insured by insurance companies. So we will keep our cold storage for long holdings. Uh, so you know. Uh, even for exchanges, exchanges don't necessarily need to play with all their clients every every single day. Uh, but what we are uh, complementing the solution with is uh, a hot and warm storage solution that allows for a more dynamic uh, deposit of coins and, uh, if if need be, um, concentration or bulking of, of coins into a warm wallet that can either be. Um, Send for cold storage if necessary, or like 80% of it, and the 20% stays in, in warm for daily management. And, and, and we do that in a way that is um, as secure as if it was in cold storage. So how do we do that? Uh, we have uh, an architecture that uh, we uh, that allows for the uh, storage of the assets very safely uh, in um, through uh, we using what we call multi-party computation, uh, and that version two will be. Uh, launched uh, by the end of the year. Oh, so you are also building this on MPC? Yes. Okay. Or it would be either MPC or something similar to MPC uh, leveraging a, a hardware security module, HSNs. Yeah. And we're in discussions with a, a host, hosting provider that can help us secure that version 2 that we want to launch by the end of the year. Very good. And and any uh, add-on features that you're planning where, where competition is failing or where new advancements are coming. Uh, I, I keep on hearing, uh, or, or in fact, uh, you know, the custodians starting to provide staking mm-hmm. and lending and, and DeFi services. 
Uh, what are your thoughts around that? So we, we believe that it's also very important for our customers to have a single window access, not only to the various coins that they, they hold and the various blockchains where these uh, coins are, are managed, but also to, uh, to services. And we don't want to do it ourselves. We believe that we are strong at custody and we want to focus on custody. So the way we do that is partnering with staking platforms, lending platforms, as well as wealth management platforms to offer uh, different types of services to, the, to our customers. So if our customers want, for example, to lend their crypto or borrow USDT against BTC collateral, for example, we're working with Babel Finance, for example, um, it's one of our, of our partners, to enable that. Uh, if they want to uh, stake, uh, we will also implement uh, in the coming uh, quarter uh, connections with uh, stake.us and other uh, staking platforms that can help stake uh, uh, their coins. If they want to actively manage part of their portfolio, we have a, uh, a deal or a partnership with a company called Vessel who, have, um, who offers a, a discrete account management service whereby they are actively uh, arbitraging, I would say, between exchanges to make a revenue out of a, a position of value BTC, if that's what we want to invest. So the idea is not to do it ourselves, but to partner with the, the experts in those fields uh, to offer our customers uh, different choices of investments. Great. You know, I, I over the years, uh, that's something I've learned. Uh, uh, we cannot do everything on our own. And, right. and in this creative world, you can only be creative in one or two niche, uh, but there are so many good and bright people with bright products right. that you can partner with and move quickly. And, and once you have traction, then it's a win-win for both of you. Absolutely. So, so that's that's definitely a good good strategy. Uh, on on the on the custodian side, uh, the banks obviously have been the traditional custodians of of the traditional asset classes bonds stocks and so on and so forth and and you 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 know more than anyone mm-hmm. how how that entire thing works having seen that uh, development over the last 22 years 25 years what do you think is the fate of this industry as far as custodian is concerned I think what will happen is that the traditional custodians that uh, are um, like Bank of New York Mellon, State Street, and all those guys who are big in equity and, and, and bonds uh, custody will will enter the space when it is complicated to know, to be honest. Um, they're, they're struggling with compliance. They're struggling with their uh, their IT capabilities as well. They don't, they're not familiar with that technology. Uh, and... Um, I, I, and I think they will always have that compliance challenge. Even if they go into custody of Bitcoin, for example, the next coin they want to add, they're going to go through a full co- co- compliance uh, process for just accepting a new coin on board uh, because they need to assess the risk, they need to make sure uh, of, uh, of how the blockchain works, etc., etc. We don't have we have we don't have that constraint. We're more agile. We we happen to take risks in terms of making of uh, of the type of coins we support and the types of customers we onboard. As long, of course, as they go through the proper KYC, we know who they are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, ultimately, those two worlds of crypto custodians like us and traditional custodians like Bank of New York State Street will merge, uh, either through acquisition or through uh, partnerships or, 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 yeah, or something like that. Um, but that will take another two to three years, in my view, before it happens effectively. Okay. 
So, but 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 do you see banks like you mentioned Standard Chartered earlier on? Mm-hmm. Do you see banks already putting up teams uh, for custodian solutions or other blockchain solutions? Uh, well, we can see that it's happening, uh, but it's happening very slowly. So, uh, I've heard those rumors about banks working on, on, on projects. Uh, for the last two years, and nothing has been really uh, re- revealed yet. So you have, yes, you have Fidelity, who's not really a custodian, but who has a digital asset service now, but it's limited to Bitcoin. So it, they, they're very slow by nature, and it will take time for them to, to, to take the right decisions to to be a real to enter this field really. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, in terms of the entire industry, in terms of the larger picture. Uh, uh, which has been accelerated by this, you know, Libra thing, mm-hmm. and everyone is talking about stable coins now, and uh, corporates, non-sovereigns uh, are coming up with their own stable coins. Um, uh, what What do you think is 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 uh, the future of this industry vis-a-vis traditional fiat gateways, fiat systems? Uh, controlled by governments do you do you think think uh, a divergence is coming or do you think we are going to go into uh, two parallel economies from here on where do you see this entire crypto industry going from here it's difficult to predict right but <clears throat> my view is that it's going, it will always coexist with the uh, the more traditional fiat world uh, but the, i think the fiat world will also uh, tokenize at one point uh, the, the china central bank has uh, Announce a project in that in, in that field, so and they, they they're not going to be the only one. So, I do see a world where fiat currency will be tokenized and will be will become cryptocurrencies, uh, but central bank backed cryptocurrencies. You will have commercial uh, traditional bank uh, crypto like JP Morgan coin, and you will have uh, a more private type of coins uh, issued by corporates yeah. like we have today. And I don't think they will merge or disappear or eat one another. I yeah. think they have respectively each of them. A specific use case, uh, and and they, they will just coexist. I mean. So so funny enough, you know that's what we have been advocating uh, going forward, living in a hybrid world. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's uh, that's not going. The bronze is not gone anywhere. The gold is not gone no, anywhere. Exactly. It's still there. The, the fiat will stay, and and this is a new non-fiat uh, digital asset that that will coexist, uh, mm-hmm. like you said. What 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 is your view on mass adoption? Because we all have uh, pre-anticipated that the mass adoption is coming, is coming, is coming for the last two years, and now uh, if if I look around, if I read around, uh, it's uh, people are saying now is the time to start because in next uh, eighteen to twenty-four months you will see a wave of mass adoption. Mm-hmm. So what's what's your view on on when or or what will will trigger that? Well, more of Libra projects, to be honest. Yeah. I think Libra yeah. was a good thing in the sense that it, it really brought the concept of blockchain and crypto to the mass mm. uh, by just uh, ex- ex- talking about it, really. Uh, at the same time, um, I'm not sure that the killer app or the uh, mass adoption of, of crypto uh, will happen tomorrow. I think it's going to, I think we are still at 1994 for internet. Yes, it's going to take five to ten years more before a real mass adoption. But and and that's logical because it's not that technology is not that easy to 
master and understand. It's not easy to implement neither. And the, the concept of uh, holding private keys, I would say, to uh, which are at the end of the day bare instruments, is also a concept that is not easy to grasp by by individuals. So the solutions that needs to be put in place to ensure that uh, to ensure mass adoptions will likely look like banks. Actually, they yeah. likely look like banks where you have. Uh, when you open your crypto bank account, where you don't need to worry about private keys because you just need to log in like you would do with your internet banking and, yeah. and, move, and move money around this way. The easiest it will be and the less the safest it will be for uh, players, the, the more adoption you will have. Yeah. I don't believe in those wallets or those cards like this guy sent, uh, like the ballet uh, service that uh, was launched yesterday uh, at InvestAsia. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's too physical, and it's, uh, you lose your card, you lose your assets. So that's not going to fly with, 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 uh, with uh, normal people. I, I, I'm totally with you on that. But, but then, uh, and I was sitting with somebody talking about this yesterday, who have their own card service. And, and, uh, and, and I think uh, my partner, Ryun, he, he asked this question, but what happens if it gets lost? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer was that, it, money does get lost in in our daily lives as well, so mm-hmm. so it's okay to lose some. There'll be a limit on on those cards and those services. You could block them from your apps and different things. It could it, we could also introduce insurance on back of that. Mm-hmm. So there could be other derivatives of of that. I agree with you that there will be other things. I mean, not only you have to have a bank account. Obviously, we're also using cash. We're also using credit cards, etc. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a similar approach. I, I, I suspect, but uh, we need to find solutions where losing something is is not leading to a, a potential disaster. If you see what I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's where the situation is still uh, in. Uh, yeah. Even if you limit those cars to a hundred dollars, okay, that's fine. But then, uh, why do I don't you? Why, why should I not, not use a fiat currency? Yeah, maybe it's easier. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Very yeah. true. Uh, I think I think uh, you're right. Uh, we are we are still. Everyone, I think, is trying. Yes, absolutely. Everyone is hustling in this industry. Last one week in Invest Asia, we have seen that uh, new solutions, new people, new thoughts are all coming around. But, but, uh, but, but nobody has clarity. Nobody can have clarity. It's just the nature of the beast today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So, so, what is your biggest concern today with your business, vis a vis competition or vis a vis technology? What's what's giving you sleepless nights? Technology is not really well. It's always uh, something that I have to worry about, obviously, because if uh, we get hacked, for example, it would be a nightmare. But um, technology has evolved considerably, and there are solutions today beyond cold storage that will enable safety of assets, and, and that's something I'm, I'm convinced uh, about, and that we are implementing. I think what is more worrying in terms of the business development of the company beyond competition, obviously, is um, the need, the, the lack of education of the crypto world vis-à-vis the need for third-party custodian at this stage. So this, you still have people very happy to uh, hold 5 million, 10 million on the Nano S in the drawer. <coughs> you still have people sending private keys by email uh, to operators for signing transactions. So until these guys are... I have sometimes the impression that they will not necessarily see the value of a third-party custodian until they get a big issue, yeah. <laughs> until they lose a million or they lose 500,000 because of a, of a mass uh, a mismanipulation of, of their private keys. 
So education, uh, uh, meaning that it will take, I think it will take time to acquire uh, the necessary volume of customers to be a, a, um, um, a profitable business. And that's why uh, it's important for us to be innovative in, in what else can we do on top of custody to attract customers, yeah. such as the partnerships I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, a very, very simple question. I, if I had a billion dollars in digital assets today, and I wish I had, uh, how do I store it in custody? How, how do I rely on you as a third party uh, vis-a-vis getting a safe somewhere? Very easy. You, you, it's like a bank account. So you, you go on our platform, you open an account. You, so you go through KYC, obviously. Um, once you uh, went through KYC, we open an account, and then you can decide to open as many wallets as you want, addresses as you want. And those addresses, at this stage, as I said, are in cold storage, noticing, meaning that every time you need to withdraw, you, uh, we, they would go, we will go through a signature process involving multiple hardware devices today, um, in the future, it would be more uh, multiple secrets having to be recomposed at one place uh, for signing transactions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's really it. It's not very complicated. Um, the, the service is insured. Now we have a, we, we've got our insurance contract, not to uh, the level of, of, of Columbia's custody at this stage yet, but at least uh, we have a, a certain level of, of coverage. And, 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 and voila. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy yeah yeah but uh, and, and and do you do you uh, follow some company or some person in this space uh, in the custodian space that you think is doing amazing work or, or even generally in the blockchain space your favorite company uh, I have a few people that I'm that I, yeah. I like to, uh, to to look after I would say or follow them on, on LinkedIn and what they do uh, one is a lady called Maxine, uh, I forgot the last name, from um, uh, a company uh, in, in Hong Kong doing uh, uh, retail movements of cash between, uh, so uh, remittance of cash using Bitcoin as a channel. Yeah. Um, there is also another uh, person called uh, Gaia Vernadzi uh, from Bancor, who yeah. I'm also following because I like what they're doing. Of course, the Hong Fei, my founder, is always interesting to hear and listen to. I yeah. think he's very uh, forward-looking and, str- and, and uh, wise uh, as far as understanding what blockchain is and what blockchain is not and what would be required in the future yeah. uh, to make it successful. That would be three people, uh, really, that I'm following. And I also like uh, Alex Mashinsky from Celsius Network. Yes, he's, yes. He's an he's a interesting personality. And I, I, had the, I had the privilege to know him a bit personally, and he's a really nice guy. Awesome. So Alex is coming on the show next week. Excellent. So so Alex uh, and I have been talking on a few things, and and, uh, and I really uh, I, I admire the guy a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, what what Hongfei Hongfei has done with Neo is 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, but but I would I would uh, definitely go back and do a bit more research on Maxine. So and Maxine uh, Ryan from Bitspark and. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know Big Spark. Yes, 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 yes. Understood. Yes, they, uh, last year when we were trying to do some remittance, we had, uh, we had, we had uh, uh, interacted with Big Spark on yeah. the remittance side. And George was uh, actually the CEO of in, uh, Invest Asia yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. So, so what what is the biggest learning from these guys? Uh, 
daring, I think. It's it's all about I like their entrepreneurship. I mean especially Max Maxine Ryan, she just she's a college dropoff uh, dropout as as we call it. And she started doing her business when she was I think eighteen. Yeah. Now she's twenty six and she's the, the, the CEO of this company, which is still there after six years, which is not bad in the blockchain space yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, for both Ryan and uh, and Gaia, it's the fact that they are two uh, ladies in a in a heavily uh, man concentrated industry. So it's also very admirable in my view to 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 make your, your trace in, in that type of environment. So so you you think on chain custodian would be that daring and that disciplined for for next few years? So we have to. I mean, it's it's part of the. Uh, we're building an infrastructure, right? Custody is more like part of an infrastructure to support the industry. It's not like um, it's not an exchange. Uh, it's really building the, the, the foundation for more institutional money to, to flow into our, our space. So we, we, we have to be consistent and we have to have we have to be patient as well and we have to build that uh, with as the industry grows. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting. And it's interesting next two to three years. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely, absolutely. And and what is what is that uh, best advice you've gotten since since you've been in this blockchain space now for a few years? Mm-hmm. Uh, your founder, uh, co-founder, or anybody in this blockchain space has given you one advice that that sticks with you uh, forever. Uh, I don't think I have one in particular, but. I have one philosophy in general is always look at the bright side. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't. I, I think people who are negative uh, always uh, give birth or generate negative things. Yes. Uh, I think if you're not positive, uh, you, you you don't you always uh, end up in the wall, uh, and that's that's what I've been trying all the time to be. It's opportunistic and optimist. Yeah. In everything I do. Opportunistic and optimistic. Very optimistic, good. Yes. Yes. Thank very you. good. Very good. And 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 in this in this journey in this entire journey of yours, uh, especially with on-chain custodian, mm-hmm. any interactions you've had with the regulators or any governments, and what are your thoughts? Uh, how they are are bringing it all together? Um, projects like Libra has forced. All governments and regulators to look at uh, cryptos uh, very, very uh, uh, precisely, and they, they, they can't ignore it uh, anymore. Uh, so I think that's that's going to help. Uh, in my previous discussions with regulators, when I was at Swift or with my new role, uh, you can still feel that they are in a learning attitude mode, uh, learning mode. I still want to understand the implications of regulating this industry, uh, but. Uh, and, and some regulations have been produced in Thailand, for example, or, or in Japan, etc. But it's still very much always based on the traditional banking, traditional capital markets way of, of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I think that will need to be to evolve because it's kind of constraining a bit crypto in the in, in, in what they know, uh, which is understandable. But it's it's complicated. So um, I'm looking forward for. Uh, to, to having regulations that make sense and that are more agile and more uh, light, not because we don't need to be regulated, but because it's a new industry that deserves to grow before uh, being further regulated. If you yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. 
And and who who which is that regulator that stands out in your opinion? I I still like MAS in the sense that they they risk based approach regulator, so they don't regulate if they don't think it's necessary. Uh, and if they regulate, they generally try to um, uh, survey the industry and understand from the industry and consult the industry uh, before doing so. So um, yeah, MAS is a good one. I like the Thai uh, regulators because they 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 there the yeah. coming up coming up with an ICO regulation as well as an ex- crypto exchange regulation and securities exchange uh, securities token exchange regulation and, uh, and that that's quite uh, daring in a way. Um, I guess the most complicated remains the US in my view. They're very very uh, they they definitely not risk based. Yeah, they more uh, every say. If you're not within the the wall box, <laughs> within the box, you will be hit like crazy, uh-huh. uh, and that kills businesses from time to time for no reason. So, but uh, hopefully that will evolve positively as well in the future. I I, I really want to pick you up on that uh, note. Uh, U.S. You know, mm-hmm. you uh, uh, more regulated than others, especially when we compare it to. A, a more open and welcome culture in Singapore or mm-hmm. North Thailand. Having said that, still the biggest of the biggest companies go there. Mm-hmm. They're born there, and and the regulator, if I look back two and a half, three years, has not been that uh, non-supportive of mm-hmm. of uh, digital businesses. Mm-hmm. In fact. Licenses like uh, like like LedgerX on on the CME options or the DYDFS with with the trust uh, and and other other asset licenses or or the wallet licenses or Vioming opening up. Mm-hmm. So do, isn't isn't that progress a cautious progress by the regulator? You're probably right. I'm probably too tough on those regulators, yeah. uh, but. Um, it doesn't well. It it feels very complicated to to, yeah. to do business in those markets. So if you want to go to the US, yes, you can do it, but you better have a very very good funding to, to pay only for the legal and, and, <laughs> and compliance requirements. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then so so yes, you have the emergence of big players who manage to have the right funding to pay their bills, uh, regulatory bills or compliance bills or legal uh, advisor bills. Uh, but it's 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 complicated for smaller companies in my view. Yeah. So, um, but so that's the only thing. That's the only thing. But at least, yes, the the, the rules are relatively clear, and, and, and you know where you are off off, off track. So it, it, it's it's something that is worth mentioning. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And 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 what what in what in this space uh, you you keep on coming across uh, a myth. Uh, as they call it, which you think is just just about to be debunked or. or it's actually not true. One blockchain myth that, that you think you would like to debunk. That everything will be blockchain in the future. I, I think <laughs> everything will be tokenized in the future. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that in 15 years I'll be able to go to a bank and, and get a loan in whatever uh, fiat or crypto uh, to buy a car uh, and I will be able, or a house and I will be able to post collateral in Bitcoin or in securities tokens and in whatever. Um, uh, assets that I would have, or even a Picasso painting, uh, a portion of the Picasso painting token yeah. that I would have as an investment. Yeah. So I think that that will happen, but it's the the myth is that it's going to be for tomorrow, uh, and that everything will be working on on, on on blockchain. I think they will be hybrids of what we have today with uh, 
with, with uh, crypto and, and, and blockchain. Yeah. So it's going to be hybrid. Six-month goal, on-chain custodian. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in December and where do you see yourself in June 2020? Okay, so by December, our objective is to uh, have, well, actually succeed with the objective we had at the beginning of the year. So in terms of number of customers and, and assets under custody. Um, that's, that's for, so that will demonstrate that we are able to, uh, that this business makes sense and that therefore we can continue in 2020. Uh, by June 2020, I suspect uh, the objective is to uh, have all the services that we said we would put in place effectively in place. Uh, and we have a roadmap uh, in Q4 this year and Q1 uh, next year to do that. Uh, so to be really operational at the level that I want to be operational. Yeah. Yeah, great, great. And I, I, I think this, this has been one very interesting conversation mm-hmm. uh, where uh, I, I see a banker turned uh, entrepreneur and, and that excites me even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how, how you have been uh, pushing around to bring on-chain custodian as, as the Asian mm-hmm. custody solution and how you're working with uh, I know behind the scenes with, with the regulators, with, with the companies, mm-hmm. uh, finding what they need. Uh, if, if, if somebody was to today, uh, you know, write a book about your life, mm-hmm. what would that be? What would the title of that book? Um, I think it could be Collaboration. That would be the title. Yeah. I, I, believe, I do believe in industry collaboration, so I'm co-chair of the custody working group at the Global Digital Finance, for example, yeah. because I, I believe that competitors need to talk to one another, for example, to establish standards, best practices, uh, code of conduct, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I strongly believe in that. Um, I don't think the industry, our industry, will grow without collaboration. And that's why I like the partnership model we're putting in place with on-chain custodian. Uh, we don't dare saying that we can do everything. We just do what we can do best. And we collaborate and partner with uh, uh, others, uh, with other experts for the rest. Very true. And, and uh, the more you talk to blockchain people around, mm-hmm. uh, the more you realize that uh, when they start talking to you, it's, it's always about collaboration and partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, this industry, I think, has been built on that premises mm-hmm. and, and they get very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, just, just, just a fake a pretense, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a total, yes, let's do something. Let's, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this. Execution, I think, is 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 a different mm-hmm. thing uh, for each one to its own, but mm-hmm. but uh, the industry has been born uh, that way, that mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's come together. Let's, let's do things together. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and I like it, you know, collaboration, 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 mm-hmm. I think. Uh, we we have to partner today, mm-hmm. otherwise uh, both of us cannot grow. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And and um, uh, Alex, one more thing, you know, people people generally forget uh, that life is not about rushing into work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, life is more about health, happiness, mm-hmm. and family. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what is that one? learning of life, that philosophy of life, which which you always abide by or which you want to achieve in the shortest mm-hmm. time frame possible? 
I guess it's about family, as you mentioned. So I do have two kids and, and wife, and uh, everything is going as, great, as great. fine. Yeah. So I try to be home as as much as I can, which is not easy uh, when you when you're running a company. But uh, I think it's it's essential, and, and you can't be properly functioning as an as a, as an entrepreneur or as a as a CEO without the support of your family. So family is probably one. And friendships as well. So I, I do have a good network of friends here in Singapore. And yeah. I have lunch on a regular basis with them because I need their energy to, 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 to fill me in as well for, for my work to be successful. And then what is that one quote you always quote with, with, with your friends and family? Excuse me? What, one quote uh, that you always say, that you always want one line, that, that's always proverbial for you. Uh, there is a there, there are worse scenarios. So that's I was uh, with a friend yesterday, and he was uh, a bit worrying about worried about his uh, his career and future in Singapore. Uh, and was wondering whether he should not come back to his home country and so on. And and I, and I reminded him that we probably part of the five percent of this world who are privileged to have a job, to be in a nice country like Singapore, to have a house, to uh, be able to do whatever we want really. And, uh, and and that, that's a privilege that we need to to always be reminded about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I was sitting with with the gentleman just like that yesterday, and 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 that's that's what we were discussing. Coming from a small town in India, mm-hmm. sitting here, being among the most privileged in Singapore as well. What else do you need? Right? It's mm-hmm. it's like uh, yes, you could you could be greedy and. And keep on demanding and expecting mm-hmm. more, but but in the end, it's all it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so def- definitely a very good thought. Uh, there are worse scenarios. Mm-hmm. Good good uh, million dollar question, and and we'll we'll take one last question after that. Now, the million dollar question is where is the Bitcoin price going from here, uh, December and and before the next halving in 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 May June twenty. Very good question. Um, I don't know actually. I, it's difficult to say, but I, I think it's going to go up, probably around the fifteen thousand, and stay there for a moment. I think uh, we, we can see that it's it's no longer the, the big fluctuation like before. Uh, we, we still have fluctuations, but it's still around this ten thousand nine, nine thousand nine. Um, so it, I think it's going to go up uh, a bit more. I'm not sure about the other coins, the altcoins. Uh, some of them will probably disappear. In the, in, the, in the coming years, because their the blockchain project supporting that market is not going anywhere, um, but uh, to be seen. And 2020 June, uh, yeah, probably again, uh, it will again be around 15,000. Yeah, great. We've, we've had uh, various guests on the podcast, anything ranging from uh, dipping back to 7,000, 8,000, and going back to 2530. So, so you are realistic optimist. <laughs> <laughs> and you are you are averagely in that range, but but again, if if you look from here from ten thousand today to fifteen thousand, that's a fifty percent jump. Yeah. Which asset class gives you that mm-hmm. in six months or even twelve months for them? So 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 I I, I and, and and I have been saying that that the next leg of uh, investment is dollars, gold, and Bitcoin. Now mm-hmm. uh, so let's let's see let's see. In fact, maybe I should. I should uh, run a prize for the best podcast predictor. <laughs> that, 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 that we should do that and give them a Bitcoin. Yes, why not? Okay, great, great. Now you are allowed to ask me one last question. 
Yeah. Uh, what is your philosophy of life? Awesome. Uh, uh, happiness. Uh, everybody talks about happiness. I I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but but what is happiness? Mm-hmm. And uh, tried to find that answer for years. Mm-hmm. And eventually realized uh, that happiness is kindness. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's as simple. Infinite responsibility and indefinite bliss. Mm-hmm. If I'm cheerful and I'm always thinking that I have the most responsibilities to give to people, mm-hmm. be it work, be it family, be it everything in life, then nobody can take away my happiness from me. Mm-hmm. So that is my philosophy of life, and 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 other than that, I think we are we are we are living in a new world, mm-hmm. which is different from last twenty years, mm-hmm. which will be different in the next fifteen years. But but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We are social animals. We have to be friends. We have to be creative, but keep on doing good because good never goes away. Never. I agree with you. Yeah. So, Alex, thank you so much for your time. I, I really enjoy talking to you. I know we have to talk business as well after this. And, uh, and uh, the Invest Asia is over. We had fun. Uh, and and, and, and uh, congratulations on what you're doing on OnChain. Uh, I, I see a lot of people talking already, a lot of good things about OnChain. And, and uh, once, once uh, you have all these customers... Uh, I, I see a great journey ahead. So, so congratulations once again and thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Hold up.